0: Something more than just something to stick in the hole, right, Leah?
1: Exactly. I'm a master at that. Oh, my God.
2: You guys have the best quotes. Thank you
0: for coming on this podcast.
1: (laughs) If you want want it, that was your opening.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Zeno's going to edit the episode, and that will be the cold intro.
1: I want Zeno to title this, Something to Stick in the Hole.
0: (laughs) Something to put in the hole. Yep.
2: A, need, a, a Needle in Every Arm, Something in Every Hole. That's that's the title of this episode. That's the Tappy Message.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, dear Lord. Um, Brian, you were about to tell us you're voted most likely because it's your 20th uh anniversary of high school yes
2: lee Lee was making a comment about how i'm still young um colton technically still is young but i am (laughs) no longer as young as i used to be i am uh 2021 is uh my 20-year high school reunion graduated the great year of uh 2001 Uh, my first day of college actually was 9-11 2001 so that was quite no
1: kidding yeah
2: yeah yeah and uh So, uh, Kevin, I I believe it was you that asked the question, what was I voted most likely to be uh, in the yearbook? (laughs) And unsurprisingly, I got what most people consider the uh, consolation prize. I got best personality.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, No surprise there.
2: So you could imagine the absolutely cheesy smile that is in the yearbook for uh, me in that position. So, yeah, I I wear that with a sign of... uh, uh, of pride because uh,
3: and i assume it was a graduate graduating class of one <laughs> that's uh no no we had
2: the we had one of the largest graduating classes in like two decades
3: colton and it was 43 people no uh, i actually have you beat mine was uh 13 people Ooh.
1: <laughs> wow but that i was... didn't
3: i still didn't win anything so <laughs> And the the surprising
2: thing that people don't appreciate about that about Colton is he was homeschooled, so that's really impressive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, you know when we met you boys, you were babies, babies. Now you're well.
3: We certainly have not grown up in maturity.
2: No,
1: that's probably true.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think
2: we've gone the other direction actually.
1: Oh, that's funny yeah
2: uh, so, so this is the still talking podcast our reverent distilling industry podcast with colton zeno and myself brian zeno is dealing with intermittent outages because apparently there's storms in new orleans uh that's news to me i did not know there that was are the terrible situation.
1: storms right now moving across the south yes
2: I didn't know New Orleans was known for its storms, so uh, I assume he's just fabricating <laughs> this as a convenient excuse. Did we the
1: um, <laughs> Tales of the Cocktail every summer for how many years, and got soaking wet.
2: Oh my God! Every thirty seconds, it would just be this torrential it downpour followed wet. by beautiful sun, and then my favorite part was the uh, lovely aromas that would come up. Oh. From the
1: <laughs> and the things a perfect New Orleans drip, day. The things that drip yep. from the balconies, and you just hope <laughs> it's humidity.
2: Oh, yeah. We, we had just gotten these, uh, like, chilled cocktail mixes from one of the hotel bars, and we were walking along, and sure enough, some glob of something from some rooftop or balcony <laughs> fell right in Ashley's drink. It was fantastic. I told her that it was like uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, that was kind of a hazing thing. You had to drink it, but she didn't believe me.
1: Did she drink it?
2: No, no. She's got better uh, better taste and decision-making skills than I do.
1: <laughs> we need dinner you know, to talk about those new orleans well you know we've all spent a lot of time there so it's uh yeah that that is what it is you know yeah oh. what's the uh what's the schedule
0: this summer down there Are they having anything virtual virtual again
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think it's just
3: too it's too close to the yeah. everyone vaccinated uh, can
1: you phase. imagine that's covid freak that's there's enough germs and well, ick going around there on a regular day before a pandemic. Well,
2: I mean, also, I mean, they're already being outpaced by Florida. I mean, you guys, Leah, you're down there still in Florida, right? So I, oh, pretty yeah. much everyone is just making out in the streets, right?
1: Oh, shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> sharing everything.
2: Whatever. <laughs> I suppose we should take a second to actually introduce our guest. Um, We have Kevin Dunbar and (laughs) Leah Hutchinson, both from Toppy. Uh, As we say, Toppy, Toppy, Toppy. Uh, You guys obviously do closures and lots of other awesome things. You are also, you've been in the industry forever. Leah, specifically, we're very excited for you to be here because you have worked in the industry for, since... The beginning of the industry essentially. ADI, ACSA, you, you've kind of been there. And I actually want to take a second because uh, we talked about this earlier, but I don't think Leah has gotten as much credit as she should have for being one of the people who was at the early forefronts of FET reduction for a very long time. So I'm going to
1: give you a little pat on the back, Leah. You deserve it. Well, thank you, Brian. That's awfully kind. Well deserved.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Leah, yeah. you were there at ADI forever. You helped start ACSA and then you've since moved on and been really successful at Toppy. But uh, yeah, I remember you and Penn Jensen way back in the day before we even got started, which is almost 10 years ago now uh, yeah. for Artisan spirit, you know, you, you guys were having those meetings and talking about how the hell do you get FET reduction with Ralph Lorenzo and the whole rest of the original crew. <laughs>
1: yeah. Those were the pioneers for sure. And it was uh, uh, you know, now I tell people I've got to find a new soapbox because I don't know what to <laughs> say. It's, you know, I've been preaching FTC for so long that, thank God, we finally got it made permanent, you know. Um, but, yeah.
3: Well, let's pretty- just go for a bigger reduction.
1: We bigger got one.
2: <laughs> so There you go. Uh, <laughs> no. I think I think they should pay us. We should get <laughs> government <laughs> stimulus checks every year.
1: Look how long it took us to get this one direct to consumer that's the next biggie that's a state thing but uh you know that's so necessary it's a state
3: thing but i think you need i mean i don't want to get too off topic but you definitely need a national you know plan and organization
1: yeah and they are you can bounce things off of each other yeah the national discus is working on it as is acsa um so i uh you know, I feel like it. I feel like it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. You all know for yourselves. All these states that have the prohibition hangover laws. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's still a bunch of them out there. And uh, you know, my home state, Kentucky, I'm proud to say, we led the way uh, in the direct to consumer.
3: It's weird because you guys have such a small booze lobby in Kentucky. Right? It barely makes up any of your
0: state
1: revenue. I know. You You can drive
0: to a state store in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Take your horse and buggy if you want. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's it, though. That's all I got to say about Pennsylvania.
1: (laughs) You all need to work on those laws, Kevin. Hey, I even lobby for Pennsylvania because I technically work for a company whose home office is in the Philadelphia area. So I I hit it from all I I lobby in Indiana, in Kentucky, and in uh, PA. So. I hammer him every chance I get on every topic. By,
0: by the way, you've got a letter from Pat Toomey waiting for you in the office that I'm holding <laughs> right now. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's no lie, by the way. <laughs> uh, Ke- hey,
2: actually, Kevin, I want to throw something at you because this brings up a good point. Toppy, for a while now, has actually been helpful in the industry in terms of kind of advocating for distillery related legislation, things like FET, you guys were help there. I know for some of the fly-ins for uh, the Discus and ACSA put on to get FET reduction to even happen. Uh, I know you guys help kind of communicate and advise on things like DTC. You know, what's kind of the strategy behind that? You guys are a vendor, you're focused on closures, but why do you guys kind of go the extra mile and help out in terms of some of those, uh, distilled spirits you know focused initiatives
0: we're looking for some kind of a some kind of award like the popularity award or the personality (laughs) award i love the brutal honesty we're we're not above we're not above that kind of stuff
1: i want to raise my hand raise away (laughs) all right you're like you know you're going to have a hard time containing me i'm going to try to keep my big mouth shut you know? No, you're
2: not, and we wouldn't want you to.
0: <laughs>
1: Here's the thing: it is so vitally important for every aspect of our industry to support the craft producers, because when they win, we in the supply chain win. You know, and it's it's just a win-win for everybody. Um, it's just vitally important. You know, we we the rising tide floats all ships, as we've always said, and it's just crucial. For us to support our customers, for us to support those who aren't our customers, that are our um, industry um, competitors' customers, you know, there's enough to go around for everybody. But we all need to support the craft producers and all the challenges that they face. So it's just Kevin always bought into this. When I was still with ADI and ACSA, he would come visit Louisville and we'd sit on the bar stool at the Brown Hotel. <laughs> Shop <him>. the Brown. <laughs> yep. And we talk about, and I, I would tell him, you know, when I would just ramble on and on about how passionate I am about th- this stuff. And he just bought into it. And he realized the um, the importance of it. It's
0: important to be part of the group. It's important to, that, uh, you, don't, you don't have to, um, you don't have to do everything by yourself, but it doesn't cost you much to be enthusiastic and, and, and and join in, you know, it, it, everything's more exciting when you're when you're involved and join in sitting on the outside. What's fun in that?
2: Yep. Well, and I'll say, too, just from a personal anecdotal perspective, when I went to these fly ins, and you sat in a room with a legislator, whether it be a representative or a senator or even just their aides. When you had a room full of people that were actually producers as well as media and the suppliers there, you actually showed them that there was this entire chain, this, this whole economy that was reliant on these, these producers doing this product. And the more successful they were, the more money they could make, the more the entire surrounding community succeeded too. So I think it made an impact. I mean, seeing those people in those rooms, you could see their eyes light up as they were doing the numbers of, okay, this isn't just one distillery with eight employees. This is a distillery. This is an ingredient supplier. This is packaging. This is, you know, all down the line. There are hundreds of jobs included. So I will say that I think that makes a difference. And I will always call out whenever vendors or other suppliers can help, even just like Kevin said, put the enthusiasm behind it. Sometimes that's what it takes to get it over the
0: finish line. Yeah, no doubt.
1: Absolutely. And when you're talking about passing those kind of federal laws, it was important for them to understand the trickle down effect and the effects on I remember visiting the legislators with Ted and Dana Huber for the state of Indiana and speaking to well, I have a home office in Pennsylvania. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, but I actually reside across the river in southern Indiana. And yep. you know, this is why I am here and you know they just kind of look at you like oh okay and they didn't realize it you know they just didn't realize the effect the overall effect so yeah i can find a different soapbox direct to consumer that's it that's the new one (laughs) DTC DTC is where it's at baby
2: you know, I, I, I'll i bring this up to the group, though, because actually I think this is an interesting conversation and it is kind of skewing in different directions. But I had a really interesting conversation with uh, a group of distillers and even some wholesalers that we're, were, were all talking about T- T- DTC. And one of the things that was brought up was the fact that it actually is really hard right now to make profit on some of the dtc models especially the ones that rely on these third-party like vendors you know you've got things like drizzly and speakeasy uh they're incredibly useful and valuable i think alternatives for producers to be able to get in front of the consumer but the margins are so thin now because you have so many people taking a percentage off you know what are your thoughts on that is that something that do you think the margins will improve do you think it's uh it's worth it just to get in front of more customers even if you're not making as much money you guys are more than just closure people you guys have been in the industry a long time what are your thoughts and colton i want to kick this to you too what are your thoughts on how to make money with dtc
3: yeah I mean, like you said, there's too many people taking their cut right now or at least too big of a cut. so I think the answer is either someone's some new platform will come in that kind of undercuts all the other platforms or yeah, they just need to shake up the model and figure out amazon <coughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah well here's that's that- that's definitely
3: gonna be great for craft guys See, t- opinion- tiny little craft Amazon. <laughs>
1: You know, think about this. So you have Amazon, or you have Drizzly, or you have whoever delivering booze. Who's going to be liable for ensuring they're not putting it in the hands of underage people?
3: Well, it's the delivery,
2: right?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, but you know, you you know what? You're That's why
2: they don't want the liability.
1: Yeah, I mean, America's
0: the Wild West, guys and gals. It's coming. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming. I'm telling you right now, it's coming. Uh, people want people want what they want, and uh, they've got they've gotten used to this this dial up and deliver me something, and uh, and, and it's going to extend into, into the industry eventually. It really Well, does. and it's
3: been you know there's delivery wine for years, so it's not like yeah they haven't already thought and tried to deal with this problem. Yeah, but yes, sixteen year old me would have loved
0: drizzly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure 16-year-old Colton would have been up there ordering some pappy all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you can order well, pappy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, you probably spent a lot of time in your dad's cabinet is where you spent time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I see, for me, personally, I just went up to Canada. That was the beauty of
0: living out, you know, right next to the border. Oh. Well, we grew up near New York and New York at the time was 18-year-old to drink. That's and, right. And, and so... So you know, you you you'd head out after after high school. You go out and eighteen years old. Zip up, you go, and you're up to the boathouse. Well, seventeen or whatever it was, you were when you went in. They weren't they weren't too they weren't too official about checking everything either up there either. Mm-hmm. Up to the boathouse, you went. Hang out.
2: <laughs> the Still Talking podcast and Toppy does not endorse underage drinking, though I'm sure Colton <laughs> does. So, but everyone else, we are definitely indemnified.
0: Colton, your skirt. I was going to get my lawyer to sit beside me for this thing, and I wish the hell I had. I'll tell you that.
2: As long as you would have given him a few drinks, it would have been fine.
0: Yeah. You didn't didn't ask me what I am drinking tonight, by the way.
2: Yeah, that's a solid question. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take your cue and steal your question. Hey, Kevin, what are you drinking?
0: Yeah, thank you very much. A little sidecars tonight, a little brandy sidecars tonight. Nice. Now, is the
3: bottle that they came in Packaged yeah, with, with, a tappy, no, with a tappy it's a, cork.
0: It's a box. <laughs> it's a box that says sidecar on it. it? Oh, no, well, it's a little it's a little uh it's a little Wallersheim, uh, little brandy I happen to have hanging around. So I've been drinking sidecars here for the last week or two. Nice.
1: Oh, All right, you.
2: Leah, question to you. What are you drinking?
1: Uh little Starlight Distillery single barrel. Good. Indiana, Indiana straight rye whiskey. Good choice. That Mister Huber delivered to me on his birthday.
2: Man, you know you've made it in the industry when producers are bringing oh. you booze on their
0: birthday. <laughs>
1: yeah. He was working
0: for Drizzle that night. He was fucking god. <laughs> <yet. laughs>
2: You know what? Ted is a hustler. I absolutely believe. He probably yeah. also was carrying some people around in an Uber car at the same time. He had Lyft stickers. Now that was like Dana. A- Dana was That's the only one in the
1: Uber. <laughs>
2: they were crafting in the front seat. They're selling it on Etsy. Yeah, those Huber, Hubers, they do not fuck around. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, you you'll like this when you get an opportunity to taste it. It's uh, I'd love to have a great rye Manhattan, but I don't have the ingredients. I cried myself off the beach to come talk with you boys. I mean, you I would take done that. from the beach. I know yeah, it's a little windy. That's why. I'm yeah,
3: you did say the entire South is covered in storms. Yeah, so. well, we haven't
1: got the storms yet, but just the winds. So unfortunately, I have to stay another day or two. For the storms to pass. Rough. You're
2: gonna be stuck there for the foreseeable future, I can tell.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I work by God. I'm just so used to working. I have worked on the road for so many years that, you know, because we're stranded now, Kevin and I are going freaking crazy. I we never thought we would miss the airport.
3: <laughs> See? No, the airport's nice now.
1: Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> Well, until I get that little syringe in my arm, I will not be looking at an airport.
0: That's coming, though. They're they're starting to dish out pretty pretty fast, even here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I uh, bet by
3: the time this episode airs, we'll all be fully vaccinated. Oh, good. We were talking about
2: vaccinations, not hard drugs, right? I just (laughs) I'm not here to judge, but. Yeah,
1: thank you for clarifying. Absolutely.
2: Someone's definitely going to take that clip out of context, Leah. (laughs) Probably. Oh,
1: no. no, It's just Leah Hutchinson, you know, just, yeah, whatever she says. (laughs) Yeah,
2: no no one's going to believe that because Leah, whenever we went out to all these conventions, she was the one that was always Mama Bear making sure that every distiller made it back to the hotel, like safe and in one piece. So, yeah. Also, thank you for that, Leah.
1: Picked you guys up out of lakes, rivers, snow banks Uh uh-huh um yeah i've seen you all face down in a lot of places
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like because we chose to be there like these weren't people falling in lakes they were choosing to go in it was (laughs) distilling's wild man oh
1: yeah good stuff man good stuff you know okay
2: leah Leah, Kevin, tell me about supply chain, because I know you're probably sick of this question by now, but 2020 was wild. Uh, I know you guys have actually been doing really good business, but the supply chain's a little crazy. It has been for a while. So how are you guys coping with that? And what have you kind of learned from the 2020 chaos? It's
0: crazy for everybody. It's it's, 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 we're not, we're not just talking about the, not just talking about the, the, the craft guys either. Everybody's, everybody is, is, is pressed. So it, it, the strangest thing happened last year. It was, you know, at first, at first the COVID came and everybody decided they were going to pull back. Everybody said, oh man, nothing's going to, nothing's going to sell. We got to pull back. So everybody started pulling back, started taking down their finished goods, you know, and the working process went down. And I'm talking about big guys as well as the little guys. So, so then about summertime, they, everybody figures out that, geez, they're still buying. God, they're still buying a lot. And, and, and especially for the, for the big guys, they started putting in large orders. Large orders for glass, large orders for boxes, large orders for corks. And, and, and so now they start swamping everybody. And this, this, this is the supply chain that I'm talking about. And, and um, uh, from our point of view, with, with the craft guys, we keep, we keep stock. So, so, so we started building up stock, building up stock, building up stock as fast as we could. And, they, and they're, they're taking it as fast as, as fast as it can. So now the lead times start getting longer. Well, the longer the lead times get, the more people order. And the more people order, the longer the lead times get. <laughs> and the longer the lead times get, the more they, and here we are into this snowball where, where uh, I think if you're trying to find glass right now, you're looking at October, November, in a lot of places for a lot of stuff. Um, our lead times are long, everybody's lead times long. Sometimes you can get the. Uh, sometimes yeah. you can't get the raw materials you need. It's been it's been a hell of a of a crazy year for the suppliers. I I, I I and I and I and I don't see any end of it at the moment for the for for the foreseeable future. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, the shipping's played a big part of that too, um, right, Kevin? We've had inventory shipping from one of our four plants that we have globally so we're pretty well covered but we've had inventory sitting at docks waiting to get offloaded onto freighters to cross the Atlantic. Yep.
2: yep we've been hearing that from other suppliers too
0: we, we're looking to we're we're trying to we're trying to move stuff over to other factories and over in europe and move it down to Argentina down there and we're we're trying to trying to move as much stuff as we can to wherever we can, wherever we can make it the fastest. It's it's just been, it's it's, it's been amazing actually. Um, how, how it's how it's how it's snowballed.
1: You know, and factors. I heard something from a craft distiller the other day that they were unable to get corrugated because all of the corrugated is being allocated to Amazon. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I didn't think about that.
3: Yeah,
2: it's not surprising. What are you guys seeing in terms of in terms of closures? What are kind of the trend lines right now? Are people buying exactly what they bought before, or any of them kind of switching, changing up their their models? What are you seeing in terms of actual product, uh, you know, kind of product evolution?
0: Don't see so much of a, so much of a change in 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 the, the the closures that we're selling. There's there's a there's a little bigger variety where where people are people are not necessarily staying to the same exact kind of closure that, that they bought, but they're still, they're, they're still, they're still doing a lot of bar tops. Um, they're still, they're still hunkered down with, with many of the glass manufacturers in terms of their, their variety of stock catalogs. Um, so it's not, it's not so much of a change in, in, in what the items are. Um, it's just kind of a, a change. And I think it's a bigger change for the, for the, for the uh, customers, in that in that they are they are coming out with with so many more SKUs than they than they used to have. They're just where they where they might have had three or four products in the past. They've got eight. Where they had eight, they might have fifteen. It's just um, the the variety of products that are coming out by the by the distillers. That's what I think is is really growing and changing.
1: Now, wait a minute. You're talking to Colton, and he is the skew king. (laughs) (laughs) Having worked for um, our
3: dear friends at Corsair. I'll have you know, by the time I left, we were down to six.
1: No way. How many colas do they have?
3: Oh, well, let's not go
1: there. <laughs> okay, well, That's no. too much. I can't count I, that
2: high. Leah, you've got to bring up the story at the ACSA, like the very first judging. Was it the very first judging competition? I want to hear that because we should call him to task because we blame <laughs> poor Colton, <laughs> even
3: though it wasn't really his fault. <laughs> I wasn't even at the company. yet.
1: Well, it was, it was the first time we met Colton, <laughs> if you recall. And That's so- right.
2: So that would have been year two or so.
1: Corsair had entered so many different SKUs in the Craft Spirits evaluation, um, judging, that they couldn't ship them all from Nashville to Louisville, which isn't very far. So they send this young kid named Colton with a carload packed full of booze. God, if he would have got pulled over, only knows. Uh, Lord, I don't know. But anyway... Pack full of booze, and he he delivered. Oh, I want to say roughly nine hundred and ninety nine different. <laughs>
3: It was so many fucking bottles. At least on the way up, all those bottles were closed. It was bringing everything back from Louisville. All the oh, open bottles that had tell been the judged.
1: Stories about what we took home, right? Because <laughs> let's
3: not forget that Colton didn't just take home the
2: Corsair stuff. He, because for anyone listening who doesn't know about a like spirit judging competition, once the bottle is open, we depending on the competition, but for ACSA, we would let the stewards basically take some of the open bottles because we can't do anything with them. They can't well, it this, it was an
3: agreement with the state that we would destroy all open oh okay. there you go so yeah Colton you had to take and dispose of those so you had how many bottles <laughs> in your car i mean i i couldn't see out the windows so it was full <laughs> It's lucky all, they're, my, all wishing,
0: they're all wishing for lawyers sitting by him now. <laughs> it's,
3: it's really lucky my 95 Honda is uh, self-driving.
2: It,
1: it's fine.
3: The statute of limitations, I'm sure, is totally passed on that.
2: You're
1: good, Colton. <laughs> okay,
2: you Colton Weinstein, by the way. Is, do you want to spell your name real quick? For,
1: <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh God. Uh, he definitely has probably seen more SKUs than uh, unless you've done a judging. <laughs> The guy's seen us share. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Okay, Colton. Actually, I'm gonna put you on the spot because I, I do want to ask you this. Of all the like crazy, ridiculous skews you've seen either at Corsair or anywhere else you were, what's your favorite? Even if it wasn't marketable or even necessarily good, what was your favorite? That was just like, oh my god, this is a delightful thing. I'm glad.
3: My I favorite. This. It was one of the bottles that I brought home from that. You know that I promised to destroy. Uh, Which you did you legally. It was it was a moonshine jar that they had put uh, they'd put whole strawberries in, but not realizing that within about a week of doing that, all the color is sucked from those strawberries and then sort of degrade. So you're left <laughs> with these just giant fleshy blobs yeah. floating in this oh. mason jar. Oh, I kept that on my mantle for years.
1: Oh, <laughs> probably well looked done. like a science project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a few of those. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. We've seen We've seen crazy things.
1: What the what was that? What was that thing?
0: Oh, what's that one? Out in out, out in Family Jones. What was that?
3: Oh, the, the pechuga?
0: Cooking up something with yeah. what how was he using? He was using like shrimp or no check it was oh, uh, a yeah. hog's head. It was a hogshead. Yes, Robuga's
3: yeah, uh-huh. Rob Masters. <laughs>
0: What? Did, what did, it was? It wasn't hogshead. It was a. It was a fish or something. It was like a. No, it was like a, crabs or something. What was that? We're
2: saying Rob has crabs. I definitely. Yeah. Officially. I want to make sure the industry knows that Rob Masters, <laughs> Family Jones in Colorado has crabs.
1: We aren't sure they were actual crabs. Right? I, thought I thought it was a boar's head. Up. I thought it was a boar's head hanging over. Um, it was disgusting. But he'll probably tell you more about it because he's a geeky distiller. Yeah,
2: friend of the show. We'll make sure to bring him on and ask him about his crabs and boar's heads.
1: Yeah, make sure you do. I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know about that. But um, yeah, just... uh, There's been some very unique spirits. I tell you one of the things I'm seeing now, you know, everybody was kind of paralyzed for quite some time, obviously. Now I'm seeing a lot of the craft guys that were smaller that are actually beginning to step out of their comfort zone a little bit. And they're starting to create their um, their own custom closures and bottles, which I think is really cool because that means they've grown.
3: That sounds like a bad business model for you guys.
1: Oh, no. We love for them to create. We love creating custom. I love it. I, you know. It's-
3: oh, so they they still buy the materials from you? They're oh, yeah.
1: not. Yeah. I guess
3: I'm picturing like someone's duct taping the top of their bottle <laughs> and saying, "We're good."
1: No, that would be Ryan from Oregon. <laughs> <Yeah. did. laughs> yes.
2: Uh, I've I've gotten a few flights where I used uh, some form of duct tape to replace the bottles. To it's fine.
3: <laughs>
2: I've watched the all of you do
1: that, and I've said there is no way in hell they're going to get back. And yeah, we did. But uh, no, it's cool to see that these guys are growing. That you know they can afford to um, brand. You know, do more creative branding and do more customization because you know what the shelves look like. And uh, you know, I think that's that, that kind of speaks to the industry uh, rebounding. I think.
0: What are you guys seeing in the way of um, of of, of- People struggling and 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 getting out the other side here. That the the craft guys have gotten hit so much disproportionately worse mm. with 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 the COVID because because so many of them are reliant on 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 people visiting and on uh, mm-hmm. on a restaurant there. And uh, you know you're talking about talking about Rob. I always I always thought that his model was exactly the model. Yep. Restaurant, bar, distillery, all in one place. You know, making 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 a little bit on everything. And, um, and, and so many of these people must've been, must've been just crushed for this last year when, when, when all of a sudden they can't bring very many people into their place. Are, are they making it? Are they going to make it? They're, they're, our customers seem to be doing okay.
3: This is obviously just you know anecdotal, but I haven't seen a lot of people, you know, losing out yet, but I think some of that does have to do with all the you know ppp and stimulus and mm-hmm. yeah. all the things the government's doing to let us kind of float by for now. Yeah. And then we'll see as things start to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, if if people were able cuz I think if you didn't pivot and restructure and mm-hmm. you know rethink some of your models that's what's really going to hurt you coming out of this.
2: I'll say I personally have seen anyone that was able to pivot and do cocktails to go Mm -hmm. or bottle sales to go, even if it's just drive up, but they actually, it's amazing how many people I've just talked to in the last two weeks who said they've actually done better than Mm -hmm. they did the year before. They actually had a better overall year than the previous year because the sheer number of bottle sales that were going on. Um, And it was wild, they had not expected it. It was very surprising, but again, there's a lot of caveats to that. Was your state one that didn't limit you uh, by the number of bottles you could sell? Was it a state that allowed you to do cocktails to go? Uh, Those people have done really well and it's not universal. Uh, I will say probably ond of last year you were starting to see some equipment go on the market as people quietly liquidated you know there was kind of a i think there was a little bit of a surge at the end of last year where you started seeing some totes and tanks and the occasional still go on the market Um, It was pretty quiet, but we were seeing some of that. But I do agree. I think that slowed down as some of the government stimulus came in, as people pivoted, as people honestly just did their best to ride it out. I mean, we're talking about people with tons of product aging, so they're used to going long term. So I think we're lucky as an industry that we do tend to have better long term vision than a lot of other industries. So my fingers are crossed that it continues that way.
1: Well, I can tell you a lot of people that I was speaking to prior to the apocalypse happening um, that had to put things on hold are now coming back to me. And they're like, you know, now we're ready. Um, and I, I'm thrilled because you know how passionate I am about uh, yep. what these corks?
2: <laughs> and then Leah tells them to shut up and wait till October. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not really passionate about corks. I'm passionate about helping them. Make a package that speaks to this is my baby, you know. Well, that- so I
3: guess that's a that's a pretty good pivot. How do, what do people need to know to make a good sort of closure choice? Obviously, a does it fit in the bottle? Does it keep the <laughs> liquid in? But I assume there's more than that.
1: Milton, you're so hire him, Kevin.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Put him on the payroll. <laughs> so,
0: yeah there's a lot that it, it's it's funny because it's 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 always the last thing that's thought of when you're talking about the closures and uh and because uh, everybody works so hard at the bottle and the, the face of the bottle you know the label and the decoration and then uh the, and then the cork comes by and and uh, everybody says oh my god i gotta have a cork so or a stopper or a threaded closure and um and it's a it's it's something that it's something that's just kind of like an add-on to the top. So uh, people, are, people are doing a little bit more with, um, with decoration, and they're, they're, they're doing a little bit more with aesthetics, uh, lasering the sides of the corks and things like that, just little touches that, that, that make things a little bit nicer. And, uh, and uh, people, I think the one thing that people need to know is, is that, is that you know, they, they, they should use people like Leah as a resource. She's seen she's seen a lot of stuff out in the out in the market. She knows what the options are. So it's a, it's a it's a, it's an unusual place to be in selling closures. It's a it's a it's a it's an odd niche when you think about it, but but it allows us to be in be a part of a really cool industry. So, you know, we're kinda like you know, we're kinda like Brian in high school, you know. He, he was probably cool <laughs> because he associated with somebody else.
2: Abso fucking lootly That that's the key right there.
0: He wasn't Mister Personality for nothing, you know. He was trying to—he was trying—he to, was trying to warm up to somebody or something, you know, hanging out with a football player to get to the cheerleader. Charm, charm, and
2: intellect will only get you so far in life. It's who you know, people. That's the secret.
0: <laughs> you do know them all, by the way. <laughs>
1: you, Appreciate you it. <laughs>
3: so, is there like a biggest, biggest mistake you see people make? That you just immediately
1: <laughs> are like, oh, oh no. gosh. Um, waiting, having the oh, shit moment when, oh, shit, we're bottling. We don't have anything to put in the hole. <laughs> yeah. that, that is, that get is the duct
0: is tape. The biggest problem they have.
1: <laughs> you know, and then everybody's the same. You go to, to our website and you see all the beautiful ceramic closures and all the marble and custom. And, you know, and then it's like, oh, but this is what I can really afford. And uh, you know, then that's when I try to get creative and help them create something that, yeah, this may not be that marble look top, but let's let's find an alternative. Let's find something that will work for you in your price range. So
0: something more than just something to stick in the hole, right, Leah?
1: Exactly. I'm a master yep. at that. oh my
2: god you guys have the best quotes thank you
0: for coming on this podcast if you want want, it that was your opening
2: (laughs) oh yeah Zeno's gonna edit the episode and that will be the cold intro
1: i want Zeno to title this something to stick in in the hole yep
2: a, need, a, a needle in every arm, something in every hole. That's that's the title of this there episode. That's the
3: tappy message.
2: <laughs> oh, oh dear lord. Um.
1: I miss you guys. I miss you all so much. It's uh, gonna I can't be wait one for hell of a party. I keep saying it's gonna be one hell of a party. Oh.
2: Yeah. We're coming up on it. We're getting a little closer. Well, fingers crossed something happens this summer. And if not, then uh, it looks like we got at least one in the fall and one in December. So Mm -hmm. fingers crossed we can all get together at some, if not all of them.
1: Well, roll those sleeves up, stick those arms out, get those needles. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) you should probably do that before you go on your uh, near-life experience trip. Near end Oh of-
3: to the Grand Canyon?
1: Yeah.
3: You right. think the you think that Grand Canyon's riddled with COVID? Are you going out there with PT? I am, PT and myself,
2: McKee, uh, Timo Marshall from uh, Spirit Works. We got a whole crew going down the Grand Canyon next month. Oh man,
0: that's a great trip.
2: Uh, yeah, I've never done it. I'm super excited. The longest trip I've ever done was nine days on the Yampa, and that was amazing. This is significantly longer, and I'm very cool. excited. So, but wow. yeah, I appreciate Leah. I talked to her earlier today, and she uh, uh, very clearly stated, "Hey, did you make sure to update your life insurance?" So, thank you for that, Leah. Uh, <laughs> my family appreciates just thinking
1: the same. Of Amanda. Hey, just thinking of Amanda and the voice. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure she was suggesting to put her on the policy. <laughs>
1: Well, if you need another, I don't know, you have enough hands that are are held out in your household.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Between uh, uh, Leah, Amanda, and Ashley, I'm worth much more dead than I am alive. uh, You know what? That fills me with a certain sense of appreciation and pride, so it's fine. There you go.
1: Not too many men can say they have three wives. (laughs) That's right.
2: That's right. Uh okay, Colton. Any other final like respectable questions before I get to uh Zeno's final thought that he texted us?
3: No, I think uh, I think we covered everything there is about closures. Yeah, very crisp, clean,
2: fast. All the holes have been filled and we are all more knowledgeable because of it. Okay, since uh in honor of Zeno, uh final thoughts um his final thought very profound
3: uh the classic question wings drummies or flats i've had this argument about a thousand times with Zeno. i'm all flats he's wrong (laughs) i won't tell you which
2: one here okay i had to i have to ask i had to google this i was pretty sure what it meant but is this an east coast thing because i've not heard them referred to commonly as drummies and flats
1: what, i have what no do freaking you idea them? what you're talking about
3: good thank when you, you get, leah when you now get I don't chicken wings it. at a bar that's you know there's the flat and then there's the the drumstick
1: are you serious yeah,
3: yeah apparently there's a name for it
1: wings leah stuff? i did not know either <laughs> i thought it was something nasty or risque <laughs>
0: you don't think about stuff we <laughs> have got time to think about that you said there was you know? <laughs>
2: Uh, the fact that you've argued this like a thousand times i absolutely believe it uh i know you're gonna get mad colton but i'm actually down on xeno's side i'm i'm drums man Uh, you gotta get a little bit more meat on them
3: (laughs) yeah but that's not where the flavor is that's what you're missing out
2: (laughs) okay leah where do you come down on this uh very controversial disagreement uh i
1: don't (laughs) flats
2: oh there we go team flat okay so we are tied two to two is that right
1: that's so we right. got heaven you're uh, the tiebreaker
2: <laughs> Evan, tie break I, this tie
0: you, you you gotta go with you gotta go with the flats there's 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 more flavor and it's more adventure trying to trying to trying to get the get the meat out of there it's 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 much more fun that's you know, right we're the, about, we're the adventure party
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: thank you both for
2: coming on our ridiculous podcast. I love you dearly. you us the most Day. quotes I've ever heard, and and it's it is Happy St. Patty's Day, everyone, listener. It will be far past St. Patty's Day, but yeah. from the past, we reach out to you and uh, we tell you that uh, flats are better. Let's fill the holes and get that needle in your arm. Uh, Happy St. Patty's Day, everyone! Cheers. All right.
0: Thank love you, guys. You know, yep.